Well, this would be a remarkable journey for any journalist. From Timmins, Ontario, to city editor at the Kelowna Courier out here in BC, where I am, then abroad. Her work has taken her around the world, from the Middle East to Asia, but one region would captivate her, and through her work, captivate readers such as myself right around the world. As special regional correspondent for Afghanistan and Pakistan for the Associated Press, Kathy Gannon has traveled to every corner of the region since 1988, from the Soviets and the Mujahideen of the past to the rise of the Taliban, 9-11, the U.S.-led invasion, the NATO mission, and of course, most recently, the fall of Kabul and the reemergence of the Taliban. In interviews, she'll always say that it is a wonderful and challenging part of the world to report from and to approach people and stories without judgment is the key. Now, after providing a lens on the region for more than three tumultuous decades, Kathy Gannon is going to close out her unparalleled reporting career and no doubt move on to something equally fascinating. But for a look back at uh, the last 30 plus years, joining me now from Islamabad is Kathy Gannon. Thank you so much for your time tonight. Well, thank you so much, Ben, for, for inviting me. Thank you. Uh, I, I was, your love of reporting, did you know right away when you were younger, or did you sort of fall into it? When did you first figure out that this might be something you'd like to do for a very long time? Yeah, that's a very good question, Ben. Actually, I, I did study journalism um, in uh, Northern Ontario, and my brother actually, two of my brothers were journalists, and I actually wasn't really something I wanted to do because my oldest brother was brilliant and I just thought oh, following in his footsteps and I'm the youngest um, but I did I ended up actually and my first job was at the Penny Daily Press which is one of the first purchases of Lord Thompson of Fleet um, and uh, and then from there I just uh, I just moved on so I I more I fell into it then I have to admit I, I, I fell into it you said something interesting in the past that I've always agreed with. You thought it was really important to cover and see your your home country, Canada, before mm-hmm. going off to tell other people's stories in other parts of the world. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, I, I always wanted to. I, I think I always wanted to very early on to travel uh, overseas and, and report uh, internationally. But really, I, I felt that it was so important to see my own country and I worked in uh, Saskatchewan, I worked in British Columbia, I worked in Ontario, of course, um, I worked in Alberta, and really, it, it, for me, and also honing your skills, you know, Ben, on, on uh, reporting is no different in Timmins than it is in Kabul, than it is in Islamabad, than it is in Kelowna, in terms of um, reporting, getting to know your, your, the, your sources, getting to know your subject. Uh, following closely the the day-to-day events. So for me, it was just really important also to hone my skills um, at home and to uh, learn, you know, I did the education beat, I did the city council beat, I did the court beat. Um, it It was tremendous, and I think it really is the foundation, and it's like everywhere, and it's like anything, it's the foundation that you build, and then from there. So, yeah, I'm just like forever grateful uh, for all the, the work that I did in Canada before I went overseas. So fast forward to um, the 80s, and I gather you're in Israel mm-hmm. at one point working, and you end up in a Peshawar in, in northern Pakistan, mm-hmm. not, not far from the Afghan border. Um, 
is it love at first sight? Like when you get there, do you think this is a story that I think I can tell for a very long time? Yeah, no, actually, I came from Israel and then we were mm-hmm. um, in Peshawar and mm-hmm. um, I was traveling with a photographer friend, uh, Joe Gall, who has since passed away many years ago. And he had actually been to Peshawar in um, the mid-80s and had taken pictures of refugees. It was really very powerful, and it really was, was, which is why we were interested in returning. And um, I was freelancing. And so for the first, we actually got there in 86. And so the first couple of years, we were freelancing and had to take a brief um, respite from it and go to Tokyo to make more money. Um, working at the Yamiri Shimbun for a while during uh, um, the English language version and then going back to uh, northern pa- northwestern Pakistan and continuing reporting in early, late 87. And then I got, uh, I got on with the AP as a stringer first in Peshawar. And then when the number two left uh, at the AP in Islamabad, they asked me if I would like to come to Islamabad and work as the number two as a local hire. And by then, I had been freelancing for a number of years then. And I thought it would be kind of nice to have a regular income, and uh, and AP was great. And so I thought, yeah, I'll, I'll give that a try. And um, I wasn't there more than a month. It was in August 1988 that um, there was the crash of the uh, C-140, uh, C-140 uh, and C-130. Right. And then the, uh, the Al-Haq was killed. And right. then, mm-hmm. yes, go ahead. Sorry, yeah, I was just thinking back to that time. Yeah, I remember that. Yes, go ahead. Yes, yes. And, and so the C 130 crashed, and Jail Husk, uh, the military dictator at the time, was killed. And uh, and within several months, Ben Debuto came to power. And uh, in 1989, February 1989, the, Soviet, the former Soviet Union left Afghanistan. And really, Ben, it was, it was one uh, eventful um, occurrence after another. So I was going to say, it's been such a tumultuous and, and exciting and obviously mm-hmm. challenging time. But you were there, of course, when the Soviets were there. You watched the Civil mm-hmm. War, then the rise, the arrival of the Taliban. Um, what was what was nine eleven like? Because I gather, as as busy as it was in that part of the world, and as many things that, that had happened, all of a sudden, I would have imagined not long after nine eleven, when the entire world sort of focused in on Afghanistan, it must have changed the dynamic. Yeah, it was really interesting for me, Ben. It really was after nine eleven. I was in Kabul um, at, uh, when nine eleven occurred in the United States. And uh, I remember I was with my friend uh, who was corresponding for Le Monde, and we both looked at each other and said, the world has changed forever. And, uh, and my colleague, Amir Shah, said, after we had gone around to just talk to people about the event uh, in the city, and he said, you know, the, they're going to set Afghanistan on fire because, of course, it, almost immediately it went to Osama bin Laden, and I got a call from my uh, desk the international editor, Sally Jacobson, a remarkable woman. And she said, this has happened, because you have to remember the Taliban were in power then, and there was no TV, and uh, so I didn't see the images, we didn't really hear about it initially, and she called and said a plane has gone into the first tower, and uh, into the tower. But uh, And while she was on the phone, 
the second plane went into the, the t- second tower, and she got off immediately. But it's interesting that immediately the mind went to, and she said, we're not sure, is it terrorism? Is it an accident? It, it wasn't clear in those first moments, and then clearly soon after. It was very clear. But it's interesting that immediately the um, suspicion fell to Al-Qaeda, Osama bin Laden, and she called, and then we, we were um, on it from there. And I stayed in Afghanistan until September 13th then, um, but obviously I was booking hotels. Um, we were not the largest girl, you know, in, in we were Pakistan and Afghanistan covered the two. And so I was booking hotels in uh, Pakistan and, and that to try to set up because I knew, of course, we would be... Um, and building up our, our forces and bringing them in, our, our staff. And, uh, and soon the entire world, um, <clears throat> excuse me, soon the entire world converged on, on Pakistan and northern Afghanistan. And, uh, and it did change, you know, and, and there's a lot of interesting things happen. Um, hugely grateful, Ben. Um, the Taliban kicked everybody out. And I had to go anyway because they were going to close the border between Pakistan and Afghanistan just to to shepherd the, the, the coverage. But then also uh, we had more people coming in and Bob Reed, who's brilliant and, and is now with Stars and Strikes running that, who's fabulous. He was, he was sort of our, our war coordinator. And, um, and so we, we, they, the first attack was October 7th and the Taliban weren't letting anybody in and everybody was coming from Pakistan or northern Afghanistan. So I'm hugely grateful when on October 23rd, the Taliban let me back into Afghanistan. So I was the only Western journalist in for the last two weeks of their, um, of their uh, campaign or their, their stay in Afghanistan. So they were quickly um, overwhelmed, of course, by the U.S.-led coalition. I'm speaking with Kathy Gannon, the special correspondent for the Associated Press for Afghanistan and Pakistan from Timmins, Ontario, originally, but has spent more than three decades in that region uh, and has become certainly one of the most respected and acclaimed reporters of foreign correspondents around. Right after this, we'll talk just about the challenges and and the dangers uh, that you know all too well. That's coming up. I'm speaking with the Associated Press's um, Afghanistan and Pakistan regional correspondent, Kathy Gannon, uh, from Timmins, but has spent more than three decades covering that part of the world through many ups and downs, well, many, many different changes, one should say, between the Soviets, the Mujahideen, the Civil War, the Taliban, the Americans, NATO, the Americans again, back to the Taliban. Uh, Kathy, before the first time I went to Afghanistan, I think in 2006, I... I, I studied, I read your stuff like I was cramming for an exam, um, I have to admit. Did you feel a responsibility with so much coverage of Afghanistan? Did you feel a responsibility knowing it as well as you did to try to explain that there was a lot of nuance there that maybe a lot of us didn't understand? Yeah, absolutely, Ben. You know, it, it, for me, um, the, the narratives set elsewhere were really... Um, difficult for me to understand how, you know, that seemed to, to, to carry the focus. And I really, I really wanted to focus on the narrative in the country and among the people and what was really going on on the ground. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's funny. I wrote a piece in, in 2004 um, that, uh, that was for Foreign Affairs, I was on the fellowship. And, it was, how did things go so wrong so quickly? And that was in 2004. 
And I, I remember always wanting to um, get in the stories, that, that the perspective and the history and um, who the, the many allies were, you know, as, as um, outraged as people were with the Taliban, the allies that, that uh, the uh, U.S.-led coalition, NATO, uh, aligned with post-2001 had between 1992 and 1996 before the Taliban um, fought bitterly with each other and uh, killed uh, upward of 50,000 civilians in, in Kabul alone and destroyed vast amounts of the city. And so I, I and, and there was a lot of corruption and, and uh, which led eventually to the Taliban in 1996 and here we are in, in 2022 or back in 2021 and uh, I remember saying to uh, a friend of mine in December 2001, you know, um, in 15, 20 years, this is all going to, you know, fall apart and um, because allied again with the same people. And and uh, and then everybody's going to blame Afghans and say, see, we did all this and, and it's all uh, Afghans that can't get along. And I, I really felt sort of bad because... I think, and, and so not so bad, but I, I really wanted to give a, an understanding of the history and the people and the perspective of the leadership and the allies that were in, and to try to um, explain as, as it unfolded what was really going on, and rather than, uh, rather than a narrative that said, well, we're doing really well, and you know, we're really getting uh, things done, and, and uh, it's all this one's fault or that one's fault, and, and putting it elsewhere, and not, not really getting to the heart of some of the um, decisions that were made, uh, the lack of strategy, the um, performance of the allies, the Afghan allies, and the performance of the, the allies themselves, and, and what was going on, and, and and the many people that were being picked up and um, held for months on end and uh, then being returned to their families. And it led to a lot of the um, return of the Taliban. So, yeah, it was um, not just a sense of responsibility then, I guess, but I just really wanted that to be a, a, a greater depth of understanding of what Afghans were really were, 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 um, were experiencing, were we're saying because many Afghans, ordinary Afghans, understood the direction that it was going in and, and were, were concerned and wanted to speak out and did speak out. And I guess it was important, I thought, that their voices also be heard. Um, so I, I, I think that was the responsibility I felt. I'm not so sure I succeeded, but, uh, but certainly I, I, I did give it, give it my best, my best shot. And then in 2014, after covering this conflict for so long, and, and you've explained this, I know you've told this story many, many times about being a host, and, and, mm. but you, nearly, you, nearly, you were nearly killed. Your very close friend and, mm. and, 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 the, and the, the photographer, Anya mm. Nittenhouse, was, was killed. Um, mm. just, do, do you still, mm -hmm. that day, is it still something that you live with? You know, yeah, you can talk about it as much as you'd like, yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right, and that's for sure I do, you know, I mean, I I, I still have injuries, but, you know, I don't have that, um, much use in my left arm, and my right shoulder blade was, uh, two bullets um, destroyed the, the right shoulder blade and punctured the lung. Um, so the, the injuries, yes, uh, to say AP has been truly remarkable in, in caring for me, um, and uh 
Yeah, I remember for sure, and and it it always stayed with me because um, Anya was a a gift to to photography and and, and my my gift gift to me. And that day, I remember because we were there in in Eastern Afghanistan because Anya so desperately wanted to take that perfect image of people coming to vote because it was the day before the, the elections, and you know, people were disappointed at that point in 2014, the corruption. They were really disappointed, but they still, you know, this, this is the Afghan uh, uh, determination to be hopeful in spite of everything. And it was also the Haqqani area, so it was uh, um, a, a difficult area for, for people to, to say, no, I'm going to give it another try. And so it was really important to her. And we had just gotten into the car and really for me as well, you know, um, at the time when it happened, um, the, the, we had, we had just spoken with the police. We were in a police compound. Um, it was the last of the ballots were going out to uh, these remote areas. It was really the heart of, of Afghanistan. And, uh, and for, for us, it was really an important, important story to tell both in, in images and in words. And, and we had just gotten back into the car because I was a, a, um, um, a crazy smoker, and we then got into the car and we were sitting really close to each other. And um, this uh, police commander, who we, we hadn't even interacted with, I don't know if he just, who knows why, why people do what they do. And, and he just took a classic off and a close range emptied his AK 47 into uh, Anya and I. We would be only two in the car in the back seat and I would take the seven bullets and Anya with as many if not more and two were fatal. And I just remember then the the the, the last of the bullets in in the hit the your body jerks and I thought a bomb had gone off or something. And yeah, uh, I can I, imagine. I, I only yeah. have about a minute left, Kathy. I don't mean to. I just want. I just want to quickly ask you. I know you're you're stepping away from it, but are you are you are you going to miss it? Uh, and do you feel positive about Afghanistan's future? I know that's a lot to pack into sixty seconds. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, I think um, Afghans uh, have have a great deal of hope. I think we really have to as a, to to really seriously look at at how um, we the 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 last 20 years and, and where, where the, the mistakes were made and, and how uh, good intentions, yes, but what, what really in the end was, what was, uh, was given to Afghans and what, what uh, um, transpired. Am I hopeful? Um, you know, I, I feel that Afghans really have a lot to, to deal with now and, uh, and a great deal of that responsibility for that lies with with uh, the international nope. community and, and the last 20 years. Yes, I will return, of course. I'm writing a book. Um, I want Gannon, to we, we're out of time, unfortunately. Thank you so much for joining us tonight.